0: So we knew we were gonna walk into something that was gonna hurt, but we knew we had to go in and tell the truth, all of it, and every last point of what was wrong with the job. So we got there, we met with the general contractor, shared with them, I don't know, the tone in the room was actually pretty positive. Um, This is not good news, but hey, this is the news, we're gonna have to figure out what we do, so let's go at this together.
1: Life can get really busy, but we are reminded that when we live the Kingdom Pace, we not only have time to grow more ourselves, but to also grow closer to our Creator. Kingdom Pace is a podcast about the ways we can make sure we're staying alongside Jesus and staying right where we are supposed to be in life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kingdom Pace podcast. I am Jessica and with me as usual is Mark and James, but today... We also have our first official special guest. Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty big deal. Um, but Mark, I'm gonna actually have you introduce him because you have been talking about this for a couple of weeks. And I'm excited to kind of um, sit back and listen myself this week. So go ahead.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> well, good morning. So today we have a good friend, good brother, uh, friend of mine, Craig Chumlin. Uh, he's the owner of Metal Design in Cedar Rapids. and Today, as we're talking about perseverance, Mm -hmm. and when we were going through this, it reminded me of when I first met Craig. Craig took me on a tour of his business and was sharing with me about um, a situation that came up, and he had a choice to make, whether to do the right thing or the wrong thing. And um, before I pass it on to him to share the story, um, Craig, this is... Kind of the prompting in our, the journal that we've done, this is what we write when we get to, this is what we wrote to kind of like stir the mind. Um, we wrote this, the entire Christian life is defined by overcoming and being victorious over the power and pressures of sin in this world. Today you will encounter a trial, tribulation, or distraction of some kind. Some days are more intense than others. The trials and tribulations and distractions from the world because of your faith should lead you to Rejoice. The trials and tribulations and distraction caused by your sin should lead you to repent. To persevere, you must be free from the weight and bondage of sin, and then ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any unconfessed or unrecognized sin and receive God's grace and mercy that you can serve Him victorious today. Remember, truth always leads to freedom. And in my quiet time this morning, Craig, when I thought about that story um, that you're gonna share when you went to Indianapolis, I read this verse this morning, it made me think about you, and I was like hugging you in my mind. This is in Deuteronomy. Chapter. This is in Deuteronomy three, and it's um, verse twenty-three says this: "O sovereign Lord, you have only begun to show your greatness and the strength of your hand to me, your servant. Is there any God in heaven or on earth who can perform such great and mighty deeds as you do?" And that made me think, what a powerful thing this morning, right? and I think about that story, Um, first of all, thanks for being with us, and thank you for modeling perseverance, but share with us, give us the context of that story, what was going on in your business, what could have happened, right? Like, there was a lot at stake, and so you have to know for like nine weeks now, we've been waiting for you to be on here, so (laughs) bless our listeners, brother.
0: All right, well, uh, thank you. It's great to be with you guys this morning. I really appreciate it. I guess, just to maybe bring a little context to it, um, Metal Design Systems does architectural cladding and metal work that goes on the exterior of buildings, and so we were at a point in the business that we were really growing, and we had an opportunity to take a project uh, that was probably, well, at the time, it was the largest project we would have ever done, and so i think our eyes were bigger than our capabilities um to some extent and uh we took this project on um and as we did the project things seemed to be going okay and we had a project manager that was responsible for it and responsible for making sure that everything was done according to the specifications and design of the architect and um So we got through the project and got the project done, and then the customer called and said, hey, we need our delegated design letter. And what this letter is is just a letter from us saying that everything was done according to the specifications and that we certify that that was true. And so at the time, that project manager was no longer with us, and I asked um, Dave, Our technical guy to go through the project review it review the engineering and make sure that we could actually write that letter and send that off Um, and then go ahead and write it and send it because every every assumption was that it was all done correctly I received a call um, right after the first of the year from Dave and um, it was probably one of the um, scariest calls I've ever received because Dave said we have a problem and that is that the project manager ignored um, the requirements of engineering and went ahead and just installed some stuff, um, just kind of according to standard installation, but didn't really address wind loads and what could happen if high winds came up, which um, in this situation, um, as he framed it at that point in time, he goes, not only do we have stuff that's out of compliance, but we have what's called life safety issues and that was stuff that could just blow off the building and cause a lot of damage to property, but also damage to people. And um, I can tell you that my heart sunk. I mean, it was just it was devastating to hear because this project was probably i um, in the scope. Well, it was over a million dollar project just for us. Um, so the scope of this project was huge. And it was the Wishard Hospital in Indianapolis, so it was a very public project as well. And so my mind began to race, um, and temptations started to kind of fall in at that point because it was like, oh, my goodness, you know, we've got to protect the company. We've got to just write a letter and just hope things will be fine because uh, they're probably fine. Engineers over-design and engineers overthink it, da-da-da-da-da. So all these lies start flying through my head. And um, so we hung up, and he's like, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, I don't know. I've got to get back to you. Um, I need to pray, and I just need to really think through this. Well, as I prayed through it— the passage seek first my kingdom mm. and righteousness and these things will be added unto you kept playing over and over and over in my head so it was like well seek first um okay and at that point I just laid it all before God I just said you know Lord if this is um where it ends the business and the ministry and the business if this is what you're calling us to um okay all right okay all right I kept okay all right well you know trying to fire myself up but um, eventually I came to the conclusion that what needed to be done was what was right and that was to be honest um, but then it's like okay I've got to go down to the um, hospital and our customer and confess that we had failed and I had to confess that I had failed, so ultimately I was responsible because um, the the folks that I was working with didn't necessarily do what they were supposed to, and I needed to make sure they did, and so lives were at risk, and I kept thinking and sweating about that. What do we do? Um, so there was a lot of prayer uh, with God just to protect the people that were coming to the hospital until we could get there so we called and said listen we can't send you the letter um, and it's because it's not in compliance and there was a long protected silence after we said that (laughs) Um, like what and they said all right you get here and okay so we we jump in the car three of us that are going to go down and talk to them and walk through what was out of compliance and that and Of course, we had to drive through a blizzard to get there. So it's January. So it was one more thing to try and get through and a little more stress just coming in. But I I have to stop here and say that one thing, as I look back at it, um, that had taken place prior to all of this happening was we had a gentleman start to work for us um, by the name of Solomon Opande. And Solomon was from East Africa. Solomon came to the U.S. to pursue a life as a missionary in businesses. So he would go to work for businesses and be a missionary there. And Solomon would always be grabbing me and pulling me to the side and saying, you know, sir, I need to, I need to pray with you. And he would, we'd pray together, and it, it would just be amazing. Um, his heart uh, for prayer was just incredible to be around. And he always had this beautiful smile and just captivated your heart when you met him you know because it was like being there with jesus right he was just that kind of presence well anyway solomon i had shared with him what was going on before we left and solomon told me he says everything will be fine you will go and you will speak truth and everything will be fine no worries sir no worries and i'll be here and i'll be praying and everything will be fine you cannot believe the peace I had at that point. Um, just his confidence in the Lord and encouragement, even all the way up to that point, his encouragement. So, so anyway, that, that's a little bit of a story there that, that really is part of how I felt like I could go. Uh, was I, I really felt encouraged. I felt short up that there was others around me, and there were, that were praying about it but solomon really touched my heart um and just spurred me on so that that was a good thing to know that he was here so well we got there and the options of what could happen here are that um they could just say that's it you're done you're fired and everybody gets lawyers and like i say this is a million dollar project so the potential size of a lawsuit related to this are are enormous. And um, so there's that option, which we kind of figured might be the one that goes. Um, And then there was the the option that we hoped was that we could seek to make it right and go ahead and replace everything. And we had no idea how we were going to actually do that in its fullness because it was such an enormous undertaking. Because if it took say, a million to do the job the first time. Now I have to take that job off and put the right job back on. So the cost is going to be two, three times what the original was. And so those were kind of the two extremes. So we knew we were going to walk into something that was going to hurt. Um, But we knew we had to go in and tell the truth and all of it. And every last point – of what was wrong with the job. So we got there, we met with the general contractor, shared with them, and um, the, I don't know, the tone in the room was actually pretty positive. You know, they were like, well, you know what, we really appreciate you coming and not just trying to cover this up. Um, this is not good news, but, hey, this is the news. We're going to have to figure out what we do, so let's go this together, and we'll go over to the hospital and meet with them and the board and the architect um, but I think our approach would be that we want to get all this replaced and we want to do it together because you're capable of doing it so we just didn't do it right um, and we were just like almost a little taken aback because we actually expected to be chewed out pretty severely at that point but that didn't happen so there was already a spirit of of peace and cooperation with the general contractor well then We got over to the hospital, and after disclosing everything to the hospital, the architect was super upset and really wanted to go the path of fire us, sue us, dump us, you know, just make us pay, and, um, the board, the hospital board, um, the chairman said, hey, we need you to step out of the room, and, um. He did eventually after saying some choice words, and then after he left, um, the chairman of the board said, listen, we really appreciate you coming and telling us the truth, and what we really don't want to have happen is anyone get hurt, so is there a way we can take care of the life safety issues first and then get the rest of it in compliance later, but can we do this in phases so that it would be just maintenance? because we don't really want to have some big disruption to the public access to the hospital. And we're all just on a, oh, wow, okay, sure. So what that meant for us was we were going to start getting everything redone, but in small bites. But the sum total of the bites were going to be big, so we still needed to have this done in about nine months. Um, So we had no idea how that was going to go other than we knew it was going to cost probably a million and a half, $2 million to get it done. So here we are. Um, at that time, we're not the same size company we are today. That was probably the nail that was probably going to put us out of business, right? Um, so, okay, we're going to do the right thing. So we came back and we shared with the entire company. This is what happened. Um, this is where we're at. Um, we're praying that it's all going to work out, but we're going to have to all pitch in and get this done. Um, and we'll see at the end of the year where we're at, but it's going to be hard. Um, and the response was really actually pretty positive, like, you know, yeah, we, we can do this. Let's let's try this. But there was a lot of uh, time of prayer. Uh, we had a prayer group that met on Thursday mornings and they were very focused on praying for um that to go okay at least go okay but more than anything the the biggest one was that we had to get the life safety issues taken care of because I kept having those dreams you know a panel coming off and here's mom and her little kids walking down the street and you know um, you get you wake up in a cold sweat thinking about that because you just don't want to hurt anybody so we got at it and we just dug in and said let's go let's do it We did it, and we spent um, the time, the energy, and the money uh, doing it while we were working. And in the end, after, I want to say, nine months, close to 10 months, we were done. And uh, it did cost us about a million and a half, a little more than that, to, to do the job right. And... So you think, well, okay, here we are. Now um, we're in the hole that much. But the reality was is that um, the way God works is that during all of this, um, he kept bringing work that was um, good work for us. And in the end, we ended up in that year making more on the bottom line than we ever had. Um, It was an amazing thing to see that, um, wow, okay, we did the right thing, um, but yet God blessed us. And this by no means is the prosperity gospel. I don't want anybody to think that that's what it is um, because there's, there's this reality that we weren't sitting there asking and trading, if we do this, then you'll do this, God. Um, There was no trade. We were actually thinking we were on a path of we're going to be changing our direction in entirety, that the business wasn't going to exist anymore. God sent a pretty clear message that, you know, no, um, you're going to do something else, and you're going to do it here. So uh, we emerged from that healthier than we thought we would um just because sometimes you got to take that poison pill and do the right thing and we were willing to do it but um God had different plans in the end of it so it was pretty amazing for everybody to see in the organization too because we were able to really point to God's hand in taking care of us um so it was it was a great opportunity to really point to him and his glory and his power and his might um But at the beginning of it all, the big thing that always played through my mind was, how do we let our light shine even in this? And um, Solomon was a big part of um, igniting the fire. And um, shortly after we finished all this, then Solomon went to work for a company in Ohio. So um, there's this this part of it that it's like he was sent specifically Mm -hmm. to be an encouragement in a time of trial um, to push us Mm -hmm. into a place of just being steadfast and doing the right thing and not worrying, trusting God. Mm -hmm. So it was an amazing time. Mm -hmm. We still look back and give a lot of praise for it. I can't help
3: but think how different your life would have been through that. The decision may have been the same. The outcome may have been the same. But your peace of mind without Solomon's presence might have been completely different. You just talked about how he was like a Jesus for you. Mm-hmm. Take him out of the equation. This is a dark, scary,
0: more vulnerable, isolated place for you. Definitely. Definitely. And I think it, it really calls all of us to realize that um, where we are and what we're doing may not feel Significant, but we don't know all around us there's hurt there's pain, and to to be an encouragement to others um, that's huge um, did you Craig did you realize it at the time, or was it upon reflection of
3: you know time passes and you get to look back and you realize how significant solomon's role was in that what, how How soon did you recognize that
0: it was really um I mean, the, the, the significance of it really came later after reflection. Um, but looking, yeah, looking back, I can just remember feeling lifted up and um, empowered you know, by the gospel that I could go forward and do it uh, because he was right there behind me.
1: Do you think that really stuck out to me, just thinking you know, of all the different scenarios that could have played out? and i think for me the fact that when when the issue arose that you came back and you told all of your employees that everyone was aware and that gave you a chance to have that that prayer group which is amazing to have that in, a, in an organization. But I think even that openness and that, because I could see a lot of companies that would be like, well, we're going to fix this, but we're going to keep this under wraps. We don't want anyone else to know about our mistake. We just want to kind of put it under the rug. But I just think about even that action mm-hmm. probably planted a lot of seeds for people that maybe kind of brought them up to a higher level of integrity or or looking at your faith and understanding how you came to a point to be able to do that. So that to me was really remarkable
0: well you know i felt like i owed that to everybody because i really felt like it was my mistake um even though there was a project manager entrusted with that i still needed to be responsible and caring for people around you isn't always you know easy Mm -hmm. especially when you do make a mistake and there's something that needs to be overcome it's easier to work with people, but you have to confess things first. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, I just got to share this.
3: I just showed it to Marcus as you were talking. I said, "Look at what's written at the top of." Uh, so I have my Bible open to James. Now we were here some time ago as as a Youth for Christ organization, and you did some training. I think I only made it to one session, mm-hmm. but I have a Craig T statement written at the top. Of the book of James, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's good, right? Okay. Okay, you ready? Sin and idolatry are at the heart of dysfunction in teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what I interpret out of reading that. And it's so funny because on, you know, when Mark set this up today, James 1, 3 is one of the verses we were to look at. So that's why I just opened this. I, I wasn't there earlier today. Sin and idolatry at the heart of dysfunction. And so early on, you even just wrestled with, you know, what do we do here? And the idolatry of the business, the idolatry of money, the idolatry of my integrity, my reputation, all of those things certainly Mm -hmm. had to play a factor into that. And yet there's no, like, I don't know you as well as some people know you, but I know you fairly well. Mm -hmm. And I know you well through others and what they say is that you had literally no other choice Right. There was no other choice Craig Chumlin was going to make in that case mm. than to do it right. Right. Because when you gave us this statement, I don't remember what the context of it was. However, if you think of a, a person that that maybe didn't approach this the same way that you did in this posture of humility. That idolatry of any of those things that I mentioned may have driven that decision and they didn't say a word. You know that happens. It's unfortunate that it happens, but just to see that today, when I turned to this section, I was mm. like, "That's pretty cool."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not a coincidence. Not at all. Yeah. No, no. I love how God does that. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think it's true that I was confronted with all of those uh, temptations and. The thing that kept playing in my mind often was is that, you know, that is what Craig Chumlin would do, and that is go ahead and write a letter and send it um, because maybe nothing would happen. And if something did happen, well, I could blame somebody else um, because he didn't do that, and I didn't know that. Well, that wouldn't be the truth, right? Um, So that was all very real. Um, and pretty heavy at times, but it just always kept coming back to, you know, what does that communicate to those around me if I'm willing to do that? Um, My testimony would be shot, and, you know, I'm not bringing fame to Jesus. Um, I'm defaming him, and so that was part of the other thing is that, you know, how do I communicate through this whole thing that, you know, yeah, I would, I would write the letter in a heartbeat, I would. But because of who was in me, um, I couldn't, you know. It's His power. That, that's just reality. Scripture says that my heart is w- evil and wicked beyond comprehension, but the Spirit of Christ is righteousness given to me. So, you know, the cross was the solution, and it proved out to be the solution and what was going on um, because the Holy Spirit moved people to a place that we couldn't even begin to map it out. I mean, the outcome of the whole thing was just the way the hospital and the board wanted to do it, um, the general contractor. It was just unreal how everything unfolded. We couldn't have written the script better, but we still had to stand and pay for you know do the consequence of the issue and get the job done correctly so we didn't have consequences removed but we had blessings poured out beyond what we could have thought right Mm
2: -hmm. papes over here worshiping (laughs) yeah
0: let's let's do
2: it (laughs) let's go so craig as you're as you're talking you were mentioning that uh craig would right Mm -hmm. Um, you got, you got a lot of cool sayings about how we have that, that dead rotten flesh that we drag around with us. Right. That came Mm -hmm. to my mind, but, um, man, this verse came to my mind through this, um, through this, what you went through. Um, Paul said this in Philippians three says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death. So that one way or the other, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. And you died in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. And he raised you up, right? Raised you up, raised the company up for his glory, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to experience what that death felt like. The storms, the people, the responsibility, the dreams, right? Mm -hmm. And man, that, that God would allow that to you to share that with him. What a blessing. Mm. You can't experience a resurrection without a death. Yeah. Right. Right. And just thinking about that just gets me emotional because that was Paul's heart. Man, God, that I would experience your suffering with you. Yeah. You would count me worthy to suffer on your behalf. And now look today um, how God has used this as a trophy of grace to tell others, people listening that are on the verge of divorce on the verge of making compromises in their business their marriage kids right and if we would just allow suffering in our life we could see the glory that god has for it cuz he's the ultimate one to persevere mm-hmm. you speak to that a little bit of maybe those that might be listening and you know they're on the verge of whether business business or Family or going in the wrong crowd, you know like um want to tug on that a little bit more just about the power of perseverance of Jesus in us,
0: yeah, um you know that verse really plays to the heart of um just not not just that occasion but also other things in my own life um Mark, you've known over the last number of years some things that. I've had to go through, you know, trials and some suffering and through all of it, I've come to a place of, um, really appreciation and gratitude for suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, because when we're in a place of suffering, what happens is that we are forced to really address who it is. that's in the mirror Mm -hmm. and really address who it is, who's on the throne. And we find out really quickly that we're not on the throne or that we've placed ourselves on the throne. And suffering is this amazing gift that says, um, no, you're not on the throne, I am. And then he carries you through. And you really get pulled into a place of, of darkness and um, sometimes despair. But the promise is, is there's a mountaintop on the other side mm-hmm. of despair and darkness, and that's what we have to continue to fix our eyes on because if we don't f- look to the mountaintop, um, we find ourselves lost in the darkness. But he calls us to that. So the truth is that as followers of Christ is that we exist and we, we live in this win-win situation that um yeah we may be suffering but there's victory at the end of suffering and that victory can be found here in this place or that victory is found um, eternally Mm -hmm. in heaven so we walk in an existence of victory every day so we have nothing to fear we have nothing to worry about and then Dying to ourselves brings victory because it allows Christ to come through and shine. So Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. So let's stop right there. You offer your body as a living sacrifice. You die to yourself. Mm. Here I am, Lord. Mm. And then it does say, This is your spiritual act of worship. Ho, ho. (laughs) right now i've moved into worship by dying to myself so when i now place others before myself i'm worshiping
4: Hmm.
0: when i i take my needs and i set them aside and i recognize that what right is before me is what god has placed in my life that's worship so whether it be in work whether it be at home whether it be you know Um, just dealing with a family member. We're called to put them before ourselves, right? Philippians. Mm -hmm. But Romans goes on to say, you know, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, which is selfishness, greed, idolatry, all the things of this world. Don't be conformed to those patterns, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. And the only way we renew our mind is we seek that in the word, and that's where truth is. Mm -hmm. So we go to the word, But don't be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then it says, then. And this is the part that I get so passionate about, is then you will be able to test and approve what God's good and perfect will is. Mm -hmm. Now, we all walk around hoping, you know, God, I want to know your will. What's your will for my life? Well, he just said it before the then, and that was, offer your body as a living sacrifice. And engage in spiritual worship in everything you do, and it's beautiful, and that brings that heart of perseverance. So, when your spouse just continues to not do the thing that you want them to do, you know what? Worship, love them. Um, it's the hardest thing to do, but I can't do it because of like dead, rotten, stinking carcass, right, Mark? <laughs> yeah. But Jesus can. So that's who I want my wife to encounter is jesus not a better craig or a polished cleaned up craig but jesus so in order for that to happen i have to go away and that's the same way in everything you do right it's a servant's mindset
4: hmm.
2: craig before well james before you get ready to read craig we met on friday um you know i've, I've known you have had the privilege to sit with you on a monthly basis and you're, I consider you a mentor, a friend, um, you told me a really cool story about you and your wife about driving down your, driving down your, uh, driveway. God Mm -hmm. stopped you. Right. Right. Um, I don't know why I just feel led to encourage you to share that story. Um, just what God's doing in your life and your marriage. Right. But what he did the other day and. What a cool story. Will you share that with us real quick?
0: Sure, sure. Well, we've been married for 33 years. I hope I got that right. Um, (laughs) uh, But more than 30 years. It's easier to say it that way. But more than 30 years. And, you know, life has offered a whole lot of twists and turns for us in our marriage. And there's this place now that God has us that there's a newness um, in passion, Um, And this isn't the the physical sense. It's the just falling in love with this person that's been tested, changed, and um, made different because of life. And so anyway, that morning, um, I just was really feeling very in love with my wife. Um, And it was hard to explain, but nonetheless kissed her for a while like we do every morning and i got in the truck and i was driving down the lane and i got to the end of the lane it was like stop go back and tell her more and so i backed all the way down on 1100 foot lane and uh, went inside she's on the phone i says hey put that on mute and she was talking to my daughter at the time it would have grossed her out but um (laughs) And, you know, I I kissed her, and um, I just looked her straight in the eyes and said, I I just love you so much. Mm. And, you know, it was that simple, but yet, um, wow, um, it's a new place Mm. that that I never thought would be, but here it is. It's amazing. Mm. So, yeah, that was my non-Valentine's Day uh, before Valentine's Day thing guys
2: what he shared me with on friday is he goes when i walked out the door and looked back he said she was still just sitting there stunned <laughs> and i laughed, but um and you know how many times jesus has stunned me like that mm-hmm. out of the blue more times than i can ever fathom right. Right? he leaves me speechless by his love and grace and so um, that to me is just living in perseverance of his glory
3: You were going to say something, James. I saw you, you got your sword ready. Here's while you were talking. I went, "Ooh, I wanted to get a shot of this. I'll photograph of that. So I rolled back, grabbed my camera or my phone, put the held it up high, I got three cool shots of the setting of the room here, right? But in that time, my Bible had been on James and I was using my headphones cord as a place marker because my Bible keeps wanting to to go shut. When I rolled back after I set my phone back down, getting those pictures, uh, I just opened it back up and it just went to Hebrews 12. All right. So here's Hebrews 12. And you got to go back a few minutes to what Craig was talking about. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand to the, uh, of the throne of the God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It's just what you were saying. And it's like, this is why it's kind of cool when things happen to that. As a as a non believer, you go, "Yep, coincidence." <laughs> you know, could happen anytime. Like maybe maybe Mayhew's falsifying it and not telling the truth, but that's what happened. And and I had written at the I had written a at the top here. I f- I found a pen on the on the desk. It just says, um, "We walk," and I think Craig, you said this. We walk in a position or a posture of victory every day. Hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I I take for granted and forget that this is a living, dynamic, breathing book. Mm -hmm. And so when you just randomly end up opening the Bible because it's shut on you accidentally and it's to a verse that is precisely what you were just talking about, that ain't by accident.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's always moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and that, that's the thing is the truth of the, of the word is that um, we've been invited by the creator of the universe to be a part of what he's doing. Uh, we haven't been invited to be a uh, addition or a supplement or anything. Uh, it's not about our own lives. It's about what God's going to do and to draw people to him. And we just got invited to come along. Um, Wow, that's amazing You know, when we don't deserve that At all But yet, in his mercy He does that Whew (laughs) That's huge I don't need you, I want you Mm -hmm. Right Yeah Mm -hmm. Exactly I mean, imagine somebody saying that To you, "Is uh, you know, I really don't need you But I want you Because I love you.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That's got so much power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much power, especially when it's true. <laughs> he doesn't need us.
2: <laughs> you know, going back to, as um, so we kind of wrap up here, I um, want to go back to when Craig was talking about he had this decision to make. He, he referred to all the temptations that were going on in his mind, and then he quoted Matthew 6, 33, and uh, for you who been listening with us, that's really where this, that's really where everything started with kingdom pace. And um, when we seek first his kingdom, what, what God does is he supernaturally aligns us with his pace, right? With what he would do um, and what he would say and how he would love. And just as Craig was talking, there's so many verses going through my mind, but what I envision it's in those moments in those temptations. Craig chose what Mary chose. He sat at, at Christ's feet. and He listened to him teach. Right? And listen, in that story of Mary, Mary and Martha, um, Jesus said to Martha this, there's only one thing being concerned about. Mary's discovered it. It won't be taken away from her. And when Craig made that decision to sit at his feet, Hell itself was not going to take away what God had planned for Craig. Hmm. Seek him first and his kingdom, and Jesus Christ will lead you at his pace with his peace and in his
3: presence. Amen.
1: Yeah, I feel like I just went to church.
3: <laughs> it's like a sermon today, was not it? Yeah.
2: Every time I come here, they just need to set a sign up there that says church 24 7. Show up. Yeah, I feel
0: like I need to go to like brunch now. and It's Cause, awesome. Because Jesus is here. Yeah. He's here when one or more are gathered together, right? Amen. Yep.
1: Well, thank you for sharing your story. And um yeah, it was. It was even better than I was expecting. So it's just so mm-hmm. cool to to see and hear how God is, is on the move and, um, in every single aspect of our lives. So thank you very much. You're
0: welcome. Thank, thank you, you, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Um, Appreciate
1: it. I just want to give a really quick shout-out. If you go to kingdompace.com, I know Mark opened up by reading through one of the prompts for Perseverance. You can actually go and sign up for this. Um, you just put in your email address and You'll get an email from James and you can download it. And all those prompts are something that um, we just invite everyone to walk through because I mean, the story that, that Craig shares, those are things that, that we experience every single day, every moment in some aspect, because God is always working. So um, we just invite you to, to join us in this journey as well. But thanks so much. Thank you again. We are honored to be on this journey with you. And as we go through life at a kingdom pace, we want to encourage you to dig into the word and also check out kingdompace.com for notes and handouts.